0: Welcome to episode seven, where today we're talking about getting to the root cause of why you eat emotionally. You've heard me say it before, and emotional eating is a journey, and no matter where you are on that journey, chances are it's getting better. Because any progress, even small progress, is still progress. Even now, as you're listening today, a small bit of clarity may come to you. And that, in turn, opens the door for an easier tomorrow. At the beginning of your journey, you may have found yourself waking up or coming to after an emotional eating episode or binge that had already taken place. You may have only realized that you were in autopilot feed your feelings mode. After the eating event was over and you found yourself standing there with an empty carton, bag, or wrapper in your hand. In truth, you may still have these moments and that's okay. If you have fewer of them, that's progress. And even if you have more emotional eating episodes, that is still progress because you're aware of it. One of the things I work with my clients on in the beginning is trying to create space. Now, when I say create space, I want to be clear. When you first come to the conclusion that you're an emotional eater, there may be little to no space or time between a triggering event, like an uncomfortable situation with a loved one or a coworker, and you're eating to try and escape from that negative feeling. So in the beginning, we work to create space or time, a pause, if you will, between an uncomfortable emotion and the actual first bite of food. The most obvious is to create a pattern interrupt. Emotional eating is a habit or pattern of behavior. But if you do something different, you can oftentimes short circuit that behavior. A couple of examples are to put post-it notes on the fridge or pantry, they could say something like, stop, or what are you doing here, or even more importantly, what are you really hungry for? If you choose to do post-it notes, you should swap these out regularly so that you don't get too used to them and start ignoring them. Another option is to make it slightly more difficult to get to your food. I had one client who tied a ribbon around the fridge handles, not to prevent her from getting in, but those extra seconds it took to untie the tie gave her a few moments of pause to think about whether that was truly what she wanted to do. Another client got one of those mirrors that kids put in their school lockers and put it on the fridge. This meant she had to come face-to-face with herself when she opened the fridge. I thought this was a really insightful solution for creating space. Because seeing herself in the mirror, she was able to see the emotion on her face that she was otherwise only feeling. This snapped her out of the, I must eat food now to feel better, trance. There may be moments, depending on where you are in your journey, that you realize You have an urge to eat in response to emotion. You may stop and choose another path, or you may continue with full knowledge that you are eating emotionally. There will be times when you find yourself walking down the aisle in a store in an effort to get your emotional eating food of choice, that you finally put your finger on the fact that your feelings are hurt, and you're angry, and you want the person who hurt you to feel just as badly as you do. You may also realize that eating, when you're not truly, physically hungry, only hurts and punishes yourself. You may come to understand that eating, to feel better emotionally, actually makes you feel worse. And all of these understandings, and more, are progress. And they are pit stops and road signs along your journey. But let's be clear. Not all emotional eating episodes are driven by something someone else has done to us. Most often, I've found, they're a result of what's going on in our heads, the things we do and say to ourselves. All those times when you're angry at yourself because you can't seem to figure it out, and so you call yourself stupid. All the times when you felt like you should have said something, but you held it in, for fear of their reactions all the instances where you hid your true desires for for freedom or a job change or gosh even a vacation and you kept your head down and you kept your nose to the grindstone instead all the times you wished there was more or you were more or dang it even just enough For all the occasions when you felt like something was wrong with your world and you had no idea how to make it better and how to make it what you thought it was supposed to be. Because there are times when you're not physically hungry. When your stomach is not full, but you still want more. You want to be full. You want to be satisfied. It seems like there's always this yearning a longing for more relief, more comfort, more control, more love, more laughter, compassion, companionship. When what life is giving you, coupled with what you've managed to take for yourself or create for yourself, is still just not enough. This situation is made worse because you don't always know exactly what's missing Only that something is missing. And the truth here is that most of us are rarely at peace with where we are. We're always trying to get somewhere else. To Wrightsville or the Village of O.K. Or the City of Enoughness or Perfect Town. Except food is a really poor vehicle to get to these places. The only time food is a, the proper vehicle is if you're trying to get out of hunger junction. So the key to understanding and letting go of emotional eating is knowing what you'd rather be feeling and not in some vague terms like better, right? Or perfect. We always say, oh, I just want to feel better. Those are not specific enough terms. Think about it like this when we're working with emotional eating, we're trying to solve a problem. You understand that you don't feel good or well or comfortable or happy, but you may not understand why. And so solving that problem, getting that answer correct, is a little bit difficult if you don't truly understand the question or the problem. What I mean is In most instances of emotional eating, a specific situation, event, word or phrase or experience is what sets you off, whether you realize it or not. That situation or event or words or phrases means something to you. You decided in that moment, in response to that event, that something was being said about you, that it meant something about you. And you didn't like how that felt. Maybe it made you feel unloved or dumb or stupid or inadequate or any of the other, you know, hundreds of negative emotions that you can get out of a situation. And so in an effort to get away from that feeling that you've created and that meaning that made you feel bad or that made you uncomfortable, you eat. But honestly, if you were in school and this was a test, you wouldn't be getting a very good grade. But it's not because you're a bad student or person or because you're ignorant or dumb. It's because you answered the question incorrectly. The only problem that food solves is hunger. If it's the answer to any other problem or question, it's going to be the wrong one. When you feel a drive or urge to eat, you must stop and see if you can determine why. What are you feeling that you don't want to feel? Be specific. When you understand the details, you're more likely to choose the right answer, or at least one that's closer to right. If you're feeling lonely, food won't be your friend. And let's be honest, eating your friends, if you do think that food is a friend, is not a very good way to treat your friends. Humans are, we're creatures of control. We need control in order to feel stable and secure. But the truth is, is there's very little in this life that we can control reliably. Food, however, is the one thing that no one else outside you can control. For the most part, within reason. Other people may determine Um, what you get paid, what kind of job you have, what your house looks like, where you live, the chores you must do. But food is yours to control. So when the world denies you what you want, no one can deny you what you eat. It's such a small thing, though, controlling food. And honestly, it's hardly any control at all. And if you think about it, if you're eating out of some sort of autopilot or need to control your feelings or emotions, then you're not really in control, are you? The truth is that we need to make peace with not being in control. We need to make peace with the uncertainty and make peace with this feeling that all of us have Of not enoughness. The truest form of freedom, I think, is not blowing smoke up your skirt and making yourself feel better about your lack or inadequacy, but rather the acceptance of all the things that you are not, all the things that you lack, and all the ways that you wish you were different but can't be. Without judgment, without trying to be something or someone else, without trying to modify it. This is a sort of radical self-acceptance. Understand that none of us, none of us, are anything as we would like to be. Each of us would like to be tall enough, pretty enough, thin enough, smart enough, happy enough, positive enough, brave enough, loud enough, outgoing enough. But you are never the you that you want to be. But that's not because you suck or because I suck. It's because that is the human condition, the wanting, that illusion that somewhere else, it's better. And if you could just be that or be there, It would be that at some point the struggle will be done and over. Unfortunately, the only time that the struggle is really and truly over is the day that you leave this earth. And I don't, I'm not ready for that and I I don't wish that on you. Understand, every time you eat to avoid your emotions, you add that exact thing back to you in larger measure. When you eat to avoid guilt, you add more guilt. When you eat to avoid anger, you become more angry at yourself. When you eat out of loneliness, you become lonelier through shame and hiding. When you eat because of sadness, you become sadder. If you vented your anger, you wouldn't have to eat. If you dealt with your guilt, If you called someone when you were lonely, if you cried when you were sad and moved through it, you wouldn't have to eat. If you accepted yourself for who and what you are right now, in the perfection of your imperfection, you wouldn't have to eat. So getting the correct answer, which would be doing the thing that resolves the feeling that you're having, is dependent on you understanding what caused you the issue in the first place, understanding what it is that you really want to be feeling then, and then creating a little space so that you can make better choices for yourself, and then choosing something that fulfills that need. To break it down into its simplest terms, if you're lonely, food will not fill you up. It will not be your friend. It will not love you. If you are angry with yourself because you're not smart enough, eating will not make you more intelligent. It won't solve your problems. Eating food won't pay your bills. It won't make you early for work. It won't get you a promotion. The only problem food solves is hunger. Now, I know that you already know this. Most of us do. So what do you do instead? Again, your, your mission for today is to, well, and for every day after today, is to sit down and see if you can decide and determine what's happening for you, what's happening within your body, what is the emotion that you're feeling, and see if there's a better way to resolve it. If you're angry with yourself, See if you can figure out a way to be not angry. Rationalize it. Be logical about it. Is your anger at yourself really warranted? If you're eating out of stress and anxiety, sure, it's a great uh, detractor from that stressful situation. But if, let's say, that you're anxious and stressful about a deadline that's coming up, eating is actually only going to make that deadline get closer without you doing anything that makes you more prepared for it. And there are better ways to distract yourself. Things that aren't detrimental, things that don't hurt your body, things that don't hurt your mind and your heart and your spirit and make you feel hopeless and like a failure. So sit down and see if you can decide even if you can't in this moment think of a situation that bothers you or a situation where you ate emotionally, you can sit down and think about general feelings like sadness. What do you do when you feel sad? Right? You may eat ice cream when you feel sad, but ice cream is not going to make you feel better if you are sad because you lost someone. Maybe you need to reach out and connect with someone else. If you're angry, think of better outlets for that anger. Maybe going for a walk or um, punching a punching bag or a pillow or even sitting in your car and screaming until you feel better. That is a better outlet than trying to stuff it down with food. If you're feeling rejected, think about how you can solve this feeling. Is it really so bad to be rejected? It happens to people all the time and they don't all eat emotionally. So what do they do that's different when they experience rejection? And see if you can model that behavior. The reason we eat emotionally, they're about as varied as people on the planet. Your reason is not the same as my reason, it's not the same as someone else's reason, and that's okay. Right? This is an individualized journey, and no one can be on this path with you, you know, traveling in the exact same car on the exact same highway. But they do somewhat boil down to the same kinds of motifs, same kinds of feelings. You, know, you may not have uh, gone through, I don't know, the death of a husband or a wife or a parent, but you know what rejection feels like. Um, you may not have ever had a friend who lied to you, but you know how it feels to be betrayed or abandoned. I know that uh, emotional eating it's it's a it's a big deal and it's not something that is easily solved for a lot of people. A lot of people struggle for years trying to to solve this particular problem. And I think that's because uh, so often we have multiple problems. You know, when we talk about emotional eating, that's kind of an umbrella term that when you break it down to, you know, a day-to-day, sometimes hour-to-hour basis, the problem changes. And, you know, what causes you to eat emotionally at 3 p.m. on a Friday may not be what causes you to eat emotionally at 8 a.m. on a Monday, And so the problems, right, the situations, the events, they're ever-changing. And the causes, the root causes are ever-changing. And so there's a discovery and a learning about yourself that has to happen. Understand that our end goal here is to learn to love and accept ourselves for who and what we are, no matter what we eat today or what we eat tomorrow. Whether it's emotionally or not, it's to come to a place of peace where you know that you're not perfect and it's okay because no one expects you to be. That place where your life is fulfilling and substantial enough that you don't have to eat to fill yourself up and make yourself feel satisfied. That is my ultimate wish for each and every one of you. Thanks for tuning in. I hope this has been helpful for you this week. If you have any questions or concerns or just want to talk to me about this, you can reach out to me on Facebook or on my website, www.ChristyRHall.com. Thanks so much, and I will talk to you guys soon.